At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Last Sunday, we started our series in a thankful life, talking about a thankful life. I, I, I have to say, probably, this is one of my favorite messages that I preach. And, and I've probably preached this message in different ways, probably for the last maybe five, six, seven years. I don't know how long I've preached it every year around this time. And I love preaching this. And I love the revelation that goes with it. And today, you know, I just want to make some real direct points. And the first one being that you can thank your way out of any situation if you choose to do it. If you choose to. When, when Fabian was talking about tithing and honoring God, what, 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 uh, where's Fabian? What were the three things? Oh, speaking, believing, and expecting, right? And one of the things that you have to do, and he made the point, it, it's not easy to do. You just have to stay with it. And the reason you have to stay with that is because you have to come to a place where you really believe it's true. You have to believe it. It's not something that you're trying to see if God will do it. God's already done it. So think about this. When you see a promise in the Word, whether you believe it or not, it is so. Okay? So take what Fabian was talking about earlier. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse and prove me that I'll not open up the windows of heaven, pour out blessing that there's not room enough to receive, and I'll rebuke the devourer on your behalf. So that is a settled passage. That's a settled promise. But for it to really work on our behalf, where heavens are open, blessing is poured out, there's not room enough to receive, you have to believe it. And it takes time to believe it. It takes time of you consistently doing it and thanking God in the midst of it for what you've done to produce what He said would be produced. Thank, thankfulness will get you out of any difficult situation. I don't care what it is. It will liberate you in your life, living a thankful life. I've challenged you. We've done challenges in this church, and I challenge you all the time. Every time I preach this message, I, I challenge myself to um, be aware of any unthankful word coming out of my mouth. I mean, you should do that all year long, 365 days. How many words come out of your mouth that are ungrateful and unthankful? And Sometimes we don't want to even hear something like this because uh, it's such a challenge. It, it, it will challenge you to the core. I, I've, made, I've done 30-day challenges where I wrote down every single ungrateful thing that came out that I caught myself saying out of my mouth. And when I start, I mean, every time I've started that challenge, this time it's probably not going to be anything. Wow. Didn't realize at times. Just subtle little things. Just a little here and a little there. But the more that we passionately begin to change what we say, 
then thankfulness becomes literally a weapon that will deliver your life. I believe it because of the scriptures that we read. See, I could stand up here and say all this and say, so you just need to take my word for it. That's not going to help you at all. You got to know that that's what he said. Amen? And all through scripture and the few scriptures that we're going to read today say exactly what I just said to you. I gave you this definition last week of the word thanksgiving to be actively Everybody say actively. What does that mean? You're doing something. To be actively full of gratitude, praise, and thankfulness. Thanksgiving is to be actively involved in letting your words dictate your future. Because if you're thankful, your future is going to be good. If you're ungrateful, it's going to go in the tank. Promise you it will. Because the Bible says so. Psalm 150 and verse 2. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. I'll just tell you this. Pretty simple little statement. Ungratefulness disqualifies you from being great. I mean, how many people in here, you want to be great? Hmm? You you want to be great. And your definition of greatness and God's definition may be a little bit off. But if you want to be great, you've got to be grateful. And you've got to have a grateful attitude no matter what, no matter what other people do. You can't let what other people do and how other people treat you affect the attitude in your heart. In other words, what's in your heart is what comes out of your mouth. So to change what's in your heart where there's ungratefulness, you've got to change it with your mouth. Only thing that will change it. You can Think about the fact that you need to change it, but if you don't start changing it with your words, it'll never change in your life because your heart will never change. So we've got to be busy day by day by day cultivating a life of thanksgiving. Twelve months out of the year, 365 days a year, you need to be cultivating a thankful life. And, And if you don't, if you don't cultivate that and develop it over time, your life will go backwards. You'll move in the reverse. So, think about you wake up in the morning. Your feet touch the ground from your bed. And how many of you, the, wor- the first words out of your mouth are, ah, it's another day. Ah, I can't stand having to get up, especially on a cloudy day like right now, right? What a perfect day to sleep in, and some did. What a perfect day to sleep in. I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to be lazy. I mean, you know, there's days to be, you know, rest and do what you need to do, but not on days when you need to be doing something else. 
And what empowers you to do what you need to do is by putting the right words in your mouth. Woo, Father, I thank you. This is the day you've made. I'm going to rejoice today. I'm going to be glad in the day. I'm going to be thankful in this day. I'm getting up out of bed. I don't care what my flesh feels like. I'm going to get up and rejoice. I'm, you know, I'm just giving you an example. That's how you do what I'm saying. And if you don't do that, no matter how stupid it sounds, you might think, oh, that sounds so stupid. That sounds so ridiculous. Okay? Stay lazy. Stay in bed. Stay mad you're having to get up. Stay all those things because you will stay that way. You don't change what you say. Watch this one. Psalm 34 in verse 1. I will bless the Lord when I feel like it. No. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually, there's that word again, right? What was my definition of thanksgiving? To be actively full of gratitude. I will, I will His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Constant, constant, constant. You can praise your way out of anything in life. If you'll start it and not stop and keep doing it, even if it doesn't seem like it's working, because I told you a while back, I said, the promises of God are, seem like that they, they're real slow and then fast. They're slow fast. They take time and then they happen. The promises of God are that way because what's the slow period for? The development of your heart. The development of what you believe. Because if you don't believe the promises of God, even though they're true and they're for everybody, they won't work for you. So, God is very patient and so it seems like it's not happening, not happening. Boom! It happens. Sometimes people say, it seems like just overnight. There were, no, 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 no. No, no, there was never an overnight. There's no promise of God that's overnight. Not one. Not any. Never. There was always something that went on beforehand. That's life. And if that's life, then okay, start rejoicing now, thanking Him for how good He is and reminding yourself every day of every promise of God is yes and amen, not sometimes and when it looks right. It's yes and amen. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Humility and thankfulness go hand in hand. You know why? Because, because pride, pride is a killer. And people will hold on to their pride and their attitudes and the way they think. They'll hold on to it to the death. And they'll let pride take them to the grave prematurely. Heart attacks, the biggest killer in this country in this country, the biggest killer is not cancer, it's heart conditions. Because people's internal heart doesn't change, their spirit man doesn't change, it doesn't grow up, right? True humility, admitting to the fact that you got issues and admitting you need to change and let God show you how to change, but the best way to start changing is change what you say. You can think things all day long. But until you start making changes with your mouth, you'll stay the same. Just kind of getting right to the point today, right? <clears throat> so I just say this again. 
You can thank your way out of anything in life. And you'll see that in the next three passages that I'm going to read. You can thank your way out of anything that you face in life. <clears throat> so I'm going to ask you that. Is that true to you? Is it true? Is it true that you can thank your way out of anything? Now, now, if you're saying yes because you believe that because you've done that and you know it's true, that's one thing. It's another thing to say, I'm not sure. Well, okay, that's an honest answer. There's nothing wrong with that at all, right? Nothing wrong with that at all, but why would I want to stay that way? So today's the first day of the rest of your life and start making the change. Say that, I'm thankful. So just fill your mouth. It's not just using the word thankful. It's using all kinds of things. You know, like I said earlier, Father, I thank you. This is the day that you have made. I'll rejoice and be glad in it. It's an awesome day today. You already made this day, and when tomorrow comes, you're already in tomorrow, so he doesn't make tomorrow. When tomorrow gets here, it's already there. So if he's already there, then I'm thankful today Father, I thank you that when tomorrow comes, you'll be there. So I don't have to worry about tomorrow. I can be thankful today for today and get all out of today that I can get out of today because I'm thankful, not moaning and groaning and complaining because I wish tomorrow was here. Hmm? Oh, my gosh, what time is it? Just be thankful for where you're at. Be thankful you got a seat to sit in right here. Air, well, or I don't know if there's air conditioner or heat on, whatever there is on. Yeah, I mean, thankful that we have that. we got lights, right? We're here sitting on top of a hill overlooking a city. Oh, man, thank God for what we have. Thankful, 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 thankful. You can find all kinds of things you don't like about everybody on the planet and every situation you're in. Well, if they just, well, if this and that, and we'll, No, you got to change what you say, and then you'll change your whole life. So, in essence, you hear me say this a lot. Some people don't agree with this, but you're in charge of your destiny. Now, your destiny is in God's hands, but you're in charge of that coming to pass based on this. Death and life, your future is in your mouth. And if you, try, if you choose to begin to say what God says is so, his future, he, he, our God who has our future, he has my future, if I'm declaring what he says is so, then my future that's in his hands is coming to pass. He will not make your future happen just because he's God in your life. He's already have your, his, your future was planned before the foundation of the world. I don't know how, that doesn't make sense to me, but the Bible says it, so I believe it. He has my future. That's what I'm tapping into every day as his word, which is his will, is becoming a part of me. And I'm telling you, creating that thankful attitude. You know, I'll just tell you this. One thing that has to go with a thankful attitude is a smile. Yeah, I'm thankful. That doesn't work. You got to change this thing. Huh? You got to change it. Oh, I'm thankful. Yeah. I don't have to smile. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you got to change that because you know why? Because 
Because you may say you're being thankful, but you want people to know you're ticked. Hmm? You get wrinkles in your face when you look like that. You age by being grouchy. I've never met a grouchy, frowning, thankful person. First Corinthians fifteen fifty seven, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The victory of what? Everything, huh? The victory He's already given, and I got to be thankful for the victory. Think of something you need victory in today. Maybe financial. Woo! It starts by being thankful that he meets all of your needs according to his riches, not the riches on this planet. Not the monetary system, but his riches. You need victory where your body's concerned. Start thanking him that by his stripes, by Jesus' stripes, you were healed. There's a journey for all of those things. Remember, it takes time, 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 time. Boom! If you don't quit. Right? Do whatever you have to do in the natural. You need to make changes financially. You're believing for healing and health in your body. Do whatever changes that have to happen because... As you're believing the Word of God and you're standing on the Word, there's things in the natural that need to happen that you may have to do. As you're coming to a place of really really believing that God's Word is really true, it takes time, 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 it takes time. Looks like it's not going to happen. Looks like this isn't going to happen. Looks like it's not going to really come through. Boom! But all along the way, you're creating a belief system inside of you that knows it's going to happen. You know it. Come hell or high water, I don't care how many times things appeared like they weren't working. No, I'm staying with it because God is true. Scripture says, let God be true and every man, every devil be a liar. Everything that everybody else says is a lie, but let God be true. And the way you get there is by thanking him every day for every promise in his word. That's why you have a daily routine. All the things you speak in your daily routine are promises of God. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says pretty much like what 1 Corinthians 15.57 says. Close to it. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph, in victory, in Christ. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. See, that's what people, that's what the world needs, is they need, you know, they need this, they need your life to be like a can of air freshener. Spraying everywhere you go. People, hmm, what's that? That's the fragrance of God. It's coming because, because He's leading you in triumph. He's leading you in victory. He's he's empowering you to overcome. He's leading you. He's out in front. You're following him. You're staying with him. You're staying with him. You're staying with him. Bam! Manifestation. 
And then all of a sudden, people around you, what's that? That's victory. That's a victory smell. That's a triumph smell. That, that, there's a fragrance of victory that is different than a fragrance of defeat. You know why? You know what you, you, know what you find in defeat? Ungratefulness, complaining, judging everybody on the planet, hmm? frowns, being mad, angry with people. That's what, you, that's what you'll see. That's the, that's the fragrance of defeat. But the fragrance he's talking about here of triumph and victory is you started when he was leading you in the triumph, you started brightening up. Whew, I don't, find, I don't feel like smiling, but today I'm going to fake it till I make it. But in the midst of me smiling, I got some word coming out of my mouth. You're a great God. I magnify your holy name. You told me that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I believe that's true in this situation that I'm in. doesn't look like I can do it. doesn't look like I'm going to be able to overcome. But in the strength of God, I'm able to do it. And, and Father, today I'm thanking you. I'm giving you glory. And sometimes you got to yell and you got to spit. You know, and you got to do whatever. I mean, you know, don't get where there's people all standing around you, but get where you can be, where you can yell and scream and holler and give God praise and glory. Sometimes you got to do that to get out of this thing, this mad thing, angry thing. Everything's a problem. And I'll tell you what, one of the greatest liberties in your life is being able to rejoice for the good of other people. Mm. It'll change your life. Maybe some of you here today, but I know a lot of people out there never done that before in their whole life. And so what are they doing? Complaining why things don't happen for them. Well, it just seems like, and it seems like, and it seems like. No, it doesn't seem like. That's what's happening because of your mouth. And what's coming out of your mouth toward other people is shutting things down in your life. Start rejoicing for the good of other people. The next time you feel kind of this jealousy rise up when you hear something good happen to someone else, just start, I mean, go and pursue them. You know what? I am so happy for you. I am so grateful that you, say, say you're believing for a car and somebody gets a new car and they're driving their new car and boy, they're, I mean, they got the queen's wave as they're driving, you know, hmm, they're letting everybody know, ooh, yeah. I mean, you, you know, pull them over the side of the road. Hey, I just want to tell you what an awesome car that is. You know, and yours is over here smoking out the back, and you're thinking, you know, wow, huh? It's, it, it's smoking, and you want to drive it off the side of a cliff, right? Just start thanking God. Man, thank God that you got that. Next time on social media, somebody that you always go past their page, you don't like them, mm-mm. stop at it and like it first. And then wait a couple of days, you know, because they had to get up off the floor when they realized you liked it. You know, because, see, people, people look at social media that way. Who liked me? Who'd like this or like that? Everybody's all about that like, 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 you know. But if you comment and say some good thing to somebody on social media, whoa. <laughs> always, you know, always saying good things to the people you like. But what about people you don't like? And you see that they put something up. And you know, most of the stuff on social media, it's all fake anyway. Huh? Everybody's showing the best. They don't show all the bad things that are going on. They're showing how great everything is. And you're looking at, yeah, my life's horrible. And look how good they're. No, it's probably not. 
you know? But, but even if it is, if it is, if it isn't or it isn't, be grateful and thankful for what they did and what, what they accomplished or something good happened and just say, that is so awesome, so happy for you or something. It'll change your life. If you start that and never stop that, it'll change your life. Instead of complaining about other people, being grateful and thankful, because listen, everybody was created in the image of God. Every person on the planet was created in God's image. So when you don't like somebody that was created in the image of God, you don't like one of God's kids. And God kind of doesn't like that. I've learned that the hard way. Now here's, here, here's one that is a convincer right here. <clears throat> Three verses that look like one. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 16. Rejoice always, that's one verse. Rejoice how much? Always. How often? Always. How much is always? There's no time for anything else but rejoicing, right? Pray without ceasing and in everything, everything give thanks. And in everything give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now see, up to this point, Pastor Bert was just kind of reading some scriptures. Now I'm telling you from scripture, it's God's will for you to be thankful in everything. For everything, not in everything, for everything. So you're in a difficult place. Oh, I just thank you I'm in this bad place. No, 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 no. Thank God for how good he is and how strong he is to overcome in the midst of the things that you are. That, that's it. Not, not, you're, not, you're not thanking God for everything that's going on. You're thanking him in the midst of everything for how great he is. I think I got that right that time. Can you say amen to that? But right here it says it's the will of God for you to be thankful about everything. So everything you're not thankful for, you're not doing the will of God in your life. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, that's taken a lot of practice. Whew! To be thankful, <laughs> no matter what's going on, no matter what is happening, I'm going to be thankful for how great He is. That's why... My thankfulness has to be wrapped up, right? Has to be wrapped up like you'd like wrap a hot dog in bacon. Mm -hmm. Huh? Wrap a filet mignon in bacon. Put a toothpick in it. It's got to be wrapped in the promises of God. It's got to be wrapped in the promises. The thankfulness does. Well, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. No, I mean, who wants to hear that? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, you know, to, to where your jaws are tight saying it. No, Father, I'm thankful that you healed me. I'm thankful that you've blessed me. I'm thankful, Father, that you've given me sweet sleep. I'm thankful that I, I don't just have some kind of peace. I have the peace of Jesus that he left me. And when I have situations where I'm not at peace, maybe you're in a situation where you're not at peace, you begin to thank him that you have his peace. And when you have his peace, as we're going to read in a moment, when you have his peace, it'll stand guard over everything that you do and say. Mm, mm, mm. Peace of God passes all understanding. Can you say amen? It's the will of God in Christ Jesus for you to give thanks. 
Colossians 3, 16 and 17 says this, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart toward God. And whatever you do, and whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do, every day, in every situation, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So I just encourage you, I started this probably 30 years ago, where every time I went before God, I started it by saying, thank you, Father. Even when you pray in the name of Jesus, we're, we're praying to the Father. Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit that you've given me. It's not praying to the Holy Spirit. It's praying with the Holy Spirit. But our acknowledgement is to the Father. Father, I thank you for the great thing. I thank you for the, your son that you gave to die on my behalf that I would be liberated and free. That I have now the power to speak words and your will and your wisdom and your way of thinking and it will come to pass. Father, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful today. Starting everything that you say and as you're directing it to the Father, thanking Him for it first. Not going and moaning and groaning and complaining to the Father, thinking that, well, my ungratefulness right now, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of venting on the Father. No, you've got to learn how to get out of that. Well, you know, we're, we're, I'm just stressed and I just need to vent. Well, you've got to get out of that. Because you're sowing bad seed when you're venting. Right? You don't know what this person did and I just need to vent. I need just to speak my mind. That's the last thing you need to do. Because speaking your mind is going to get you in trouble because you're going to find yourself right back there. Because you start venting, that'll never stop. you got to keep venting. Oh, and then what happens when you're venting is you've got something else to vent about. And then you'll vent and vent, and something else will come up. You forgot about this first vent, but now you got three vents, and you're on the heels of a fourth that is fixing to come, and that's the way it happens, and it continues. But when you're speaking the things of God, the blessing starts, and it begins to continue because you're in the flow of the promises of God, and they're moving. Notice he said, he said, do it all in the name of the Lord. Whatever you do, in word or deed, whatever you do, do it with thankfulness in your heart toward God because of the anointing that we have to do it in. I'm not speaking things in my own power. I've given you this verse of Scripture in Psalm 103 and verse uh, 20. And it says, Bless the Lord, you His angels, who excel in strength, who do His word, heeding the voice of the Word of God. When I'm speaking the Word of God, angels of God are taking the words I'm speaking and making sure those things come to pass. Things won't come to pass in, in, in a perpetual fashion in your life without you believing it. There may be a thing here, a thing there come to pass, but not perpetual manifestations unless you believe, and that's why. Thank God we have the angels of God, but I don't put my faith in the angels of God. I'm thankful to the Father that He's given me the angels, and now I'm not here just on my own trying to figure this out and seeing things come to pass. Angels are making sure they're coming to pass. Making sure. Can you say amen? 
I just say this, and, and I've noticed this in life, and then I'm going to read my last passage. But <clears throat> when people feel, when people constantly feel unappreciated, they feel like uh, people are taking advantage of them, or they feel unappreciated. <clears throat> I believe that it's a direct result of how you view life when you feel that way. You can feel unappreciated here in church. Well, you know, I saw a pastor shake that person's hand and he just walked right by me. I've had people leave the church because of that. Well, I know he saw me, but he just acted like he didn't see me. You don't, you don't want to be in a church with a pastor like that. I don't care what you've done. If I'm dodging you, we're in, a, we're in a wrong place. Right? I would never do that. I'm, I'm not saying that about me. I like, you know, I'm, I'm saying people, the, the devil creates this unappreciated mentality and attitude that comes from people that stirs up so much strife and so much division. And it's because they have no view, they have no vision of how to overcome. I just read you overcoming scriptures. How do you do it? Thankfulness. How do you go from one place to the next? On the journey of thankfulness, as you're thanking God, He's leading you on the journey because you're thanking Him with your mouth concerning His promises, and they're leading, leading, leading. That's how you overcome. And it seems like at times, uh, you know, I have to do the same thing and the same thing and the same thing. Boom! And when you get enough of the booms, hmm? when you get enough of the Emerald Lagasse's, bam! When you get enough of those and you're convinced, then it's a perpetual thing. And you're a can of air freshener spraying everywhere you go. Manifestation, manifestation. But it's because you're not about yourself, you're about other people. You're able to be thankful for the good of other people. When you're about others, God can do what he wants to do in your life. Because you're developing that thankful attitude on behalf of others, you've got it with yourself, you're changing what you've said over yourself, and now God can be a part of everything that goes on in your life. People don't realize how they've pushed God back. God will not force his way into something. I'm not telling you what God can and can't do. I'm telling you what his word says that he will or won't do. You get the difference? And it won't work. God's promises will not work. And you, you'll be, you can be a Christian, show up at church, and be a frustrated individual because you're not seeing things manifest in your life. Why? Because you didn't make the changes by changing what you said every single day. How many times did I read to you everything and in every situation? And how how many times did I tell you it was the will of God? Twice. It's the will of God. Well, Pastor, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do in life. But start thanking him. It's the will of God. It's God's will for your life to be thankful in everything. Mm. So... Here's my last passage, Philippians 4, starting with verse 6. Go back and read from the first of the chapter, but I'm just going to read 6, 7, and 8. And go read it in different translations because it's really good in other translations too. 
verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. That word anxious means worried, fretful, upset, in fear. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God the Father. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God the Father. Go back to the, that verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. And, and, you know, it doesn't say be anxious for nothing in your own ability. Because you can't. But you've got to replace your anxiety with what I'm talking about today. I'm going to say it again. You have to replace anxiety with thankfulness. You have to replace anxiety with being thankful. If you don't, you're not strong enough to not be anxious. You have to replace it. Let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. And the peace of God. In John chapter 14, Jesus said this before he died on the cross. He said, uh, several things in there about not being afraid. I, I can't, I don't have the exact wording of it, but not being afraid of the things of the world. In the world, there's much tribulation, but he said this. He said, but peace I leave you, my peace I give you. When you think of what he went through in the Garden of Gethsemane and on the cross and everything he went through for you and I, there was a peace there. He never blamed one person. He never blamed the people that crucified him. He never blamed anybody. His eyes and his focus were on God because of his thankful heart. And the peace that he acquired through what he went through, he said, I'm leaving it with you. So when I develop a thankful life and I replace anxiety with thankfulness, his peace comes on me guarding my heart and guarding my mind. And to me, <clears throat> this last verse and a half is the key and actually the how-to to go from anxiety to peace. Yes, it's with a thankful heart, but it begins with this. And he said, finally, brethren... Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, praiseworthy, thankful worthy, anything like that, he said, meditate on these things. Let your meditation and the words of your mouth be totally focused on the things of God. I mean, you, you, have to be, you have to be determined. You have to be determined to stay with it. To allow the truths to bring you from where you're at to Him. 
you're here. God doesn't come here, but he's giving you everything down here like I'm giving it to you, but he's still here. He'll never leave here. But what happens is he's leading you by his spirit. See, the Holy Spirit's in us to take this word we're talking about and bring you to him. You're getting closer to that revelation and being connected to him. We're connected with him, spiritually speaking. We, we're, we sit at the right hand of the Father with Jesus. Ephesians 2 says we're represented at the right hand of the Father. We're there. But for you to live like that takes this belief system and it takes a meditation on the things he's talking about right here. And from that meditation, words of praise and thanksgiving. How often? Continually and always. So I ask you, what do you want? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I can think when I, I've been saved 46 years, I've been born again 46 years. Got saved when I was one. I'm 47 now. Um, just a joke. Um, but I can remember in the early years when there are things that were still attached to me that I kind of didn't want to give up. Well, you know, I don't, I don't want to give that up because I was still attached to that. But thank God that I stayed with the Word and I stayed with people that believed what I'm talking to you about today that taught me these things and taught me how to allow the Holy Spirit to take me on this journey of meditation on the Word, of thankfulness of the Word, teaching me how to get rid of the times of anxiety and stress and pressure that the world brings on all of us. If it's going to come against you anyway, let's get the tools to get it off. You don't want to cope with anxiety and stress and fear and pressure. You don't want to cope with it. You want to drop kick it out of your life. Thanks be unto God who always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. How often? Always. Why? Because I learned about the always thankfulness coming out of my mouth, meditation of my heart on the things that matter. There are things that back in the day I used to meditate on, think about, talk about. I don't think on. I don't meditate on anymore. I don't talk about anymore. You don't change those things, you won't change. I'm, I'm a changed man today that's still changing, but the things I've changed from the past that I'm not the same today, it's because my mouth changed. Or I would be a 46-year-old Christian still doing some of the same crazy things over and over and over and over again because I didn't learn the secret of what I talked to you about today. Can you say amen? <clears throat> How many agree that in the world we're living in, in the climate that we live in, that everybody wants a quick fix, right? I mean, if you're going through the Starbucks drive-through and there's only been three cars ahead of you and it's taking you 20 minutes, I mean, it's like, 
where's the government? They need to come and deliver me from this Starbucks drive-thru. I mean, I've been sitting here for 20 stinking minutes and mad at everybody, and you want to pull up to the window and give them a piece of your mind. See, if you haven't been developing thankfulness, see, see, Starbucks drive-thru, when it's taken a long time, that's the best time I pop my phone out, got my daily confessions. Woo, man. I can go through all of them sometimes if it's a long line. Great place. Look for the opportunities that normally would stress you out and try to stir something up and get you to say things and do things that are, that's not, un, it's not what God wants. Begin to look for the opportunities about how to meditate and speak what I'm talking to you about today. And it'll change your whole life. No quick fixes. Remember? Slow. That's not very encouraging, Pastor. Bam! I know that's loud, but I'm trying to get my point over. I don't care how slow something's been. From li- Listen to me. You say, yeah, but, but 20 years I've been believing God for something. I had a friend of mine just this week who's pastored for 48 years. He's been in debt with his church for 48 years. And every day, he's spoken out of his mouth, I am free from debt. Situation happened in his life where for five years he negotiated. These people wanted his property. He didn't want to sell it. What do you mean, my property? Why would I want to sell that? But it had a price. And not only did, did the property and building, they had to have a price, but then they, these people had to pay for his relocation. And he just signed the papers for a piece of property that's worth upwards of 10 times what the fair market value is that he got for that plus payment for the building of another building separate from that because these people wanted his piece of property so for something totally different than a church. Today he's debt free and will never experience debt another day in his life because he was faithful to the word. How long? 48 years. Believing, believing, standing. Thank you, Father. We're debt free. Thank you for the vision of word. And and knowing, yeah, I could have he could have made some changes and adjustments here, there, wherever. But one day, bam. Huh? One day an explosion. Because he never quit. And that's what I told him. I said, I just want to tell you, I appreciate that you're a word man. You never quit the word. You stayed with the word. And it produced for you. And, and people need to hear that testimony. And they will. But what a joy. I mean, I was standing around him and I could smell something different. <laughs> Wouldn't be up. There was a sweet fragrance of the manifestation of the promises of God right there. I could just smell the difference. God's faithful. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life.
We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.